morning, church. My name is Will Snipes. It's really a privilege to be here with you this morning. I've been able to be with your students all weekend. We've had just a great time under the theme of being united. We've talked about being united under the gospel, understanding the love of the Father for all of us. We've talked about being united as one, uh, coming together as the body of Christ, as a church, as a student ministry. Uh, we talked last night about being united in a purpose to share the gospel with people. It really has been a great time. I've gotten to know some of your students and they're really, really uh, extra special and I've really enjoyed my time with them. JP, you're in here. Um, JP's working on a mullet and a baptized mullet is just phenomenal, all right? It just, it flowed very nicely in the waters of baptism. So I really have enjoyed my time. Uh, I do have a, a connection with Rocky. I have another connection that I love to share with you. I, I live in the upstate. I live in the Greenville area, but I grew up close by here in the Irmo, St. Andrews area. Um, that's right. Whoever that was. Thank you. Uh, my senior year of high school, right after I graduated, when I was getting ready to go to college, I went on a youth retreat. Uh, students, I don't even think I told you this. I went on a youth retreat with Northside Baptist Church. Um, a friend of mine attended the church and we went to a place called Lookup Lodge, which is in the upstate close to where I live now. Uh, but I had one of those just defining weeks. I hope this has been a defining weekend for our students, a time that you look back on and see a significant marker in your life, in your relationship with the Lord. I had that experience, uh, graduated from high school, headed to college uh, with Northside Baptist and with the students from there many years ago. And so uh, it's just awesome to, to think that what God was doing back then uh, would allow me one day to stand and, and speak to this church and this congregation. Uh, Rocky mentioned this as well this morning, um, picking up right where you guys have been as a church in First Peter. When Rocky and I talked on the phone and he gave me this passage and, and it's sort of a longer passage and we kind of talked through it and he's already referenced this. After I got off the phone with him and I looked at it a little more closely, I thought, all right, you've given me the hard one, all right? You've given me the one on submission. And submission is difficult. <laughs> submission we're gonna talk about this morning goes against our grain as humans. Some of the things that we're gonna read here from First Peter this morning are, are some of those really difficult callings on our lives from the Lord. So I wanna start with a question this morning. It's for us as a whole, it's for our students, it's for, for all of us who who follow Christ, look at this question. How do you live a life of submission? And we're gonna talk a little more in a minute about what submission means and what it looks like. We're gonna look at an incredible example of submission, but let me just share this up front. We squirm when we hear the word submission. We get uncomfortable. We think it's oppressive, it pushes us down, this idea that someone is over me. There, there seems to us in our human nature, there seems to be sort of a concept of injustice in this idea of submission. And as I looked at your theme, as you're continuing, as we watch this trailer, as we're talking about being aliens, as Peter will tell us that we're foreigners and aliens in this world, that we don't fit in in this world, that we look different to this world, Living a life of submission like we're about to talk about is really a way to set yourself apart from this world. 
Students, if you're walking out of this weekend and you want more than just a cool t-shirt, long sleeve t-shirt, but you say, I wanna go into my, my, my world this week and I want people to recognize me as different. I want people to recognize me as a foreigner and alien in this world. Then your thoughts and your, and your attempting to live out these scriptures on submission are gonna be a key way to do that. If you want to turn to 1 Peter chapter 2, I'm just going to hit a few of the highlights here because I'm going to spend a lot of our time this morning talking about our ultimate picture of submission. But I do want you to see some of the things we're talking about this morning. If you're in 1 Peter chapter 2, and you'll kind of see these on the screen as, as we just talk about them briefly. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 13. For the Lord's sake, submit to all human authority, whether the king as heads of state or the officials he has appointed, for the king has sent them to punish those who do wrong and to honor those who do right. This is this idea, friends, that God has placed leaders in our lives, and we struggle with that. Many of us struggle with that right now, and there's a lot of divisiveness. There's a lot of strong opinions, and we come to this place. The subheading in my Bible says, respecting people in authority. Submitting ourselves to human authority. You'll see on the screen, governors, emperors, leaders. We submit to them. We move over to verse 18. You who are slaves must submit to your masters with all respect. Do what they tell you. Not only if they are kind and reasonable, but even if they're cruel. I'm a, I'm a teacher, I teach in a public middle school, I have administrators, I have a principal. They're not cruel, they might be listening right now. But I have to submit myself to their leadership. And sometimes they, they send out an email and I don't like it. Sometimes they, they call us out as a staff or sometimes they call me out as an individual or correct me. And I don't like it. And I don't even have a cruel master. But many of us in here, anyone who has a job in here, there's probably someone that you submit to in that. Turn over to chapter three, verse one. Rocky, thank you so much. In the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husbands. And I'm not here to preach that passage to you this morning, but I'm gonna come back to it in a moment and point out something that I think we all need to hear. But this is a difficult concept. I was telling the last service, I, I work at a camp in the summers and at camp I teach the adult Bible study usually. And we have adults that come with the churches. We had a group from Northside a few summers ago and, and, and the, the students go off with their Bible study leaders and I usually lead the adult Bible study and I was teaching out of Genesis and teaching in the very beginning there and the fall of man and the curse. Had maybe a hundred adults in there from different churches, right? And, and we talk about the curse of man, that he's gonna toil the earth and he's gonna have to work. And we talk about the, the curse of the, the snake that's gonna crawl on its belly and the curse that the ground itself is cursed. And we come to the, to the curse of woman. She's gonna have the pain of childbirth, right? And she's gonna submit to her husband and this woman raises her hand. 
and I acknowledged her to share. I think I even gave her a microphone, all right? And she stood up and, and she said, I want everyone in here to know, and I just held tightly to the podium I was standing behind. She said, I want everyone in here to know the pain of childbirth is nothing compared to the pain of submitting to my husband. I said, thank you so much. Let me get that microphone back. Thank you. I'm not here to preach that particular verse this morning, but to look at it and help us understand it in the bigger context of submission. Let me say to our students this morning, children, submit to your parents. Amen? On behalf of all the teachers of the world, students, submit to your teachers. Recognize their leadership and their authority in your life. Let's take a look real quick at the Greek word. I'm not an expert on Greek, but I can look things up. The Greek word that submission is translated from, hypotasso, meaning under and to arrange. I want you to know that this morning, church, that is actually a military term. I like this. It has to do with arranging troops under the command of a leader. Now I'm starting to think about submission in a different way. Arranging troops under the command of a leader. God is our leader. We should be willing to let him arrange us as he sees fit. When I begin to think about submission as part of the structure of this world from an omniscient, all-knowing God, and let me say this, without submission, without structure, our world would be chaos. And sometimes it is when people are not submitting the ways that God's called them to be. Hear this church, sinful man will always be lawless. We will always be disobedient and struggle. And without Christ, we're not gonna be able to be the submissive citizens that God's called us to be. It's only through the transformation of Jesus that I can have any hope of submitting in the ways that this passage talks about. I mentioned chaos, another thing I could have put on the screen there. We've got some athletes here. I've talked to athletes this weekend. Athletes, submit to your coaches. Why? I'm a coach. Tomorrow's the first day of spring practice for us. I show up and what I do there is, is, is provide some structure. Here's an adult. Here's someone who has the schedule. Here's some, someone who can drive the bus. Here's someone who can tell us what drills we're gonna run. Here's someone to, to, to monitor when there's disagreements and problems. There's structure there. If I'm not there, it might work for a day or two. It would become chaos. And so here is our all-powerful, all-knowing God from the very beginning saying, there has to be a structure to this world. I'm the leader of that and I arrange things. Let me share a few statements that I ran across that I really like and then I wanna talk about this incredible picture of submission. Take a, take a look at these. Submission is quietly choosing to let another be in control. I think my favorite word in that statement is the word quietly. That's an adverb. It adds on to the verb choosing. Sorry, sixth grade English. How are we gonna choose? We're gonna choose quietly. 
to let another be in control. I love this next one. Submission is abandoning outcomes to God. Submission is saying, I'm gonna realize my place in the order. I'm gonna realize how things are arranged and why I am where I am. And I'm gonna abandon the outcome of that to God. I'm gonna give that to God. And here's the one where I wanna spend a good portion of our time this morning. We find the perfect picture of submission in Christ. You ever been in a, in a setting somewhere where you knew the right answer was Jesus? Students, you guys know that because I saw it yesterday, JP in our small group that put a question out. Nobody says anything. Eventually somebody just says, Jesus, it usually works, all right? If you want the best perfect picture of submission, look at Christ. I wanna talk to you just for a minute about the Trinity. The Trinity I've been studying and teaching with some guys that I work with at home. And let me just put this out in front of you before we even approach the concept of the Trinity. We're not intended to understand it. One God, three persons, the relationship between them, where our minds are not capable of fully understanding that. There's not any example or illustration that I can bring up here this morning to truly show you the Trinity. But I want to tell you this morning that Jesus Christ is a co-equal, co-eternal person of the Trinity. So here is Jesus Christ. I always do my hands like this. Co-equal, co-eternal person of the Trinity. Father, Son, Spirit. Look at the words of Jesus. Make a note of these verses. John four thirty four. Jesus says, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. Jesus says, my nourishment, what feeds me, what strengthens me, what keeps me going is doing the will of God. He sent me and finishing his work. John 5, Jesus says, I can do nothing on my own. Let me remind you, co-equal, co-eternal person of the Trinity. I can do nothing on my own. I judge as God tells me. Therefore, my judgment is just because I carry out the will of the one who sent me, not my own will. Friends, Jesus is fully God and fully man. And he says, I carry out the will of the one who sent me, not my own will. This next one, familiar to a lot of you, that place, that scene in the garden where Jesus prays shortly before his betrayal and his arrest. Matthew 26, 39, Jesus says, my father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Look at this number. I love this number. I ran across this somewhere 47 times. 47 times just in the book of John. I gave two illustrations from John, one from Matthew. 47 times in the book of John, Jesus takes directives from the Father and acts under the orders of the Father 47 times. Co-equal, co-eternal, submitting himself to the will of the Father. Now let's talk personally about us for a minute. We have this incredible example, perfect picture of submission in Christ. 
I've only taught on submission once before with students several summers ago in a Bible study, but one of the things that I shared with them that I think we all need to hear, and we've already kind of mentioned it, submission goes against the grain of our human nature. And when I taught that, Cash, I used sandpaper because some people are what we call kinesthetic learners. They like to touch something, right? And so we would talk about, everybody's probably rubbed their hand against sandpaper and felt what it feels like to go against the grain. And we know eventually it smooths things and it makes things beautiful, right? But going against the grain, pushing against the grain, this idea of submission, of you coming under the authority of your parents, coming under the authority of your teachers, coming under the authority of your coaches, that goes against the grain of your human nature. It goes against the grain of our rebellious spirit, of our sinful, prideful, selfish. It goes against the grain of that. And now I, I love to share this with you because it is fresh and new to me. Listen closely. Submission is ultimately about understanding my place. When I understand my place in this world, in the big picture, I'm going to see more clearly God's calling for me to submit. I want to tell you guys something this morning that I've learned in the past week or two and been sharing with the guys I work with at home. I'm basically nothing in the big picture. I've mentioned the Trinity several times. I want to tell you this this morning. It's deep, but Cole, you can get it. Scripture tells us that God is love. And so for eternity past, got me? Eternity past, there is a love that has always existed between the Father and the Son and the Spirit. The three of them have a love that has no need for me and you. And Cole, we have to be careful. Any time that we think uh, that, that God had a need for us, that God was like, oh, I'm just kind of lonely. I don't have anyone to love. I'm needy. I'm a needy God. I think I'll create these people and let them rebel against me and I'll show grace and forgiveness to them. When we start thinking that way, we are way out of line with the big picture. The big picture is that the love that has always existed in the three persons of the Trinity was more than enough. And that makes me and you like this. I can't even get my fingers close enough together. And so listen, church, when I bring my accomplishments, my righteousness, which scripture said is like filthy rags, when I bring all that to the table, when I think I've got a lot to offer here and I'm so special, I'm this. I want you to take a look at the lyrics of one verse of Jesus paid it all. And this is a verse that's been changed over the years. If you get your old hymnal out now, the verse reads a little differently, I'm pretty sure. But this is the way it's originally written. When before the throne, I stand in him complete. I'll lay my trophies down. All down at Jesus' feet. I think about trophies this morning as like my accomplishments, what I've done, what I'm proud of, what I brought to the situation, how I'm gifted, all these things. And I look at that and it says, I will lay those down at Jesus' feet. I gotta tell you a story about trophies. You ever gotten a trophy before? That's awesome. Let me tell you a story about trophies. 
I was at camp one summer at a place in Tennessee called Carson Newman University. It's a college campus. We use it in the summer. We use their classrooms, their cafeteria, their dorms, their gyms. We have camp there, right? And we're in this classroom building for worship. There's an auditorium in there and that's where we have worship and we use the classrooms in there for Bible studies, right? And there's a hallway that I walk down multiple times every day and there's a big trophy case. It's the speech and debate department of Carson Newman University and it's full of all the trophies that they've won for speeches and debating, right? And I've passed by it tons of times and One day I'm somewhere, I'm in the cafeteria or in the gym or something. I see all these middle school guys carrying around trophies. They got them in their hands. They're showing them to their friends. They got them in their backpacks, lots of trophies. And I think, I believe they've gotten into that trophy case and taken all the trophies from the speech and debate department. So I go to them. I'm like, hey guys, what's up? Where'd you get those trophies? They said, we found them in a trash can. Now, church, sometimes middle school boys lie, all right? Let's just just be honest about it. I said, guys, show me this trash can full of trophies. And they said, come with us. And we went there, we went to that classroom building, we went down the hall, there was a a trash can in the corner, and I promise you, it was full of trophies. I picked some of them up myself. (laughs) I was like, you never know when you're going to need a good trophy, you know? This is like first place 2013, I don't know. I take these to school. I put post-it notes over them and it says like world's best teacher and it's sitting on my desk and the kid's like, you put a post-it note on that. I'm like, no, it's real. I have a promise you, I have another one. It says top 10 smartest people in the universe. I put a post-it note on there. They're like, you put a post-it note on there. I'm like, sit down and do your work. I got a bunch of these at my house. But I think about that lyric that one day I will lay my trophies down at the feet of Jesus. I will stand in him complete. And I think about this visual, I wish you could see it, of a trash can full of trophies where people had accomplished something and thought they brought a lot to something and and, and it ended up in a trash can. I'll lay all my trophies down at the feet of Jesus. Friends, that gives me this picture of my place in the universe. And it helps me to understand just a little bit more the idea of submission. That God has placed people, arranged people in leadership in this world. And I submit to that. But listen to this, friends. Ultimately, I'm gonna lay everything down before Jesus and I'm gonna stand in him complete and I'm going to understand that, listen, I needed practice at submission. And our all-knowing God said, you're gonna need some practice at this. You're gonna need to learn how to do this. So I'm gonna give you these earthly examples. I'm gonna give you these earthly callings to submit to to authority in your life, to rulers, to leaders, to, to people in the workplace. 
And I have to say this one because it just has to be said. Some of you have heard it before, but yes, wives, accept the authority of your husbands. Submit to your husbands, but hear this, as they submit to Christ. And Jesus Christ laid down his life for his bride. So I take that, husbands, lay down your life for your wife. And the wives are like, amen. I like that passage. I just need, as a child, as a young person, I need to learn to submit to my parents. I need to learn to honor my parents so that then as I go through life, I can honor and respect the other people that God has put in positions of authority over me. So I respect my mom so I can respect my teacher, so I can respect my coach, so I can come under the authority in the workplace, so I can come under the authority of the government that God's allowed in my life so that ultimately I can see my place in this world and lay everything down before Jesus. Here's a few practical ideas. I like these. In the morning, submit each aspect of your day to God. Try a prayer of submission like this. Father, into your hands I commit. Fill in the blank. Isn't it awesome when we can actually pray scripture, we can pray the words that Christ prayed? So you have a meeting and you say, today, Father, into your hands I commit this meeting. You have a decision to make. Father, into your hands I commit this decision. You have a situation with a relationship with another person. Father, into your hands I commit this situation, this relationship. Wait on God in prayer before making a decision. I love that. That's a form of the discipline of submission. It's saying I have this decision to make and I wanna make it. But I'm gonna pray about it. I'm gonna wait on the Lord before I make that decision. I'm gonna submit myself to his will. Here's a few real practical ones, friends. In a meeting, let others speak first and promote their ideas. Submission. Let people cut in front of you on the road or in line and do it with a smile. That's submission. I love this one. I need this one. Keep a Sabbath or just go to bed earlier. Like going to bed earlier is, yes. Because God has a calling on my life. God has ways to use me for his glory. I go to bed a little earlier. Submit to that. Let me tell you this incredibly powerful point. I love it. Submission is actually a sign of strength. There has never, hear me church, there's never been a human life lived with more strength than the life of Christ. Submitting, submitting to the will of the Father. And so submission is actually a sign of strength. I wanna close this morning with a quote. It's from a guy named Thomas Kempis in the 1400s, a German monk who lived out a vow of obedience to Christ. He has a devotional called The Imitation of Christ and he shares Christ's words to him and to us on practicing the discipline of submission. And I wanna to begin to think about submission as a discipline, like prayer, reading scripture, memorizing scripture, having accountability with other believers. Submission is a discipline. What does that mean? I need to practice it. 
But here's what Kempis writes, Christ's words to him and to us. And yet what great matter is it if you who are but dust and nothing subject yourself to man for God's sake when I, the almighty and the most high who created all things of nothing, humbly subjected myself to man for your sake. I, Christ, became of all men the most humble and most abject that you might overcome your pride with my humility. That's my favorite part of this. That I might overcome my pride with the humility of Christ. Oh, dust, learn to be obedient. Learn to humble yourself, you of earth and clay, and to bow yourself down under the feet of all men. Learn to break your own wishes and to yield yourself to all subjection. So I say to everyone, but particularly to our students this morning, with this idea of being an alien in this world, think about it. When you show honor and respect to your parents, that sets you apart from most of the people around you. When you show honor and respect to your teachers, when's the last time you walked up to one of your teachers and said, wow, that was an awesome lesson. Thank you so much. The way you explained the slope intercept form, Y equals MX plus B, wow. We need that. When we honor and respect those in the workplace, those in our government, those in authority over us, we're ultimately practicing this discipline of submission, laying it down before the Lord who put that in place. And you'll be an alien in this world. I wanna pray for you this morning and specifically, I've been telling everybody, this is one of those prayers where, you know, if you pray about this, I believe God is faithful to give you an opportunity to put this into practice. Anybody in here ever prayed for patience before? You're like, God, give me an opportunity to be more patient, right? And then God's like, "Uh, oh yeah. So as we pray this morning about submission, be looking for God to give you an opportunity real soon to put that discipline into practice. Let's pray together. God, it's so good to be challenged by your word it's so good to look deeply into it and, and realize that it's, a, it's a, a calling on our lives to live differently. And God, you've given us such a beautiful picture of this concept of submission in the person of Jesus Christ. And God, would we chase after him more? Would we long to know him more? Would we long to model our lives more after his in every area, but specifically today in submitting to the will of the Father? God, I pray for myself and those here that you will give us opportunities to practice our discipline of submission, whether that is in the home, in the school, in the workplace, dealing with the the, the world that we live in. Help us to see our place in that order so that one day we can lay everything down at your feet. 
And God, as, as the verse said, we will stand in you and Christ complete. And we'll give everything over and we'll be 100% under your authority. And it won't go against the grain of our human nature anymore, God, because we will have been perfected for eternity. So give us opportunities to work on that now. I pray specifically for our students, God. Many decisions, many commitments have been made this weekend. I pray that you'll strengthen them, draw them close to you, teach them, grow them from the time we spent together this weekend. I pray in the strong and powerful name of Christ. Amen.